Oh. Oh. We could we could use a new here we go. <laughs> could use a new intro, dude. We we like this voice. Wait. Like wait. the DJs you see on TikTok, bro. Wait. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. Welcome back to Mind Over Matter. I get we don't even need it. I'm not even gonna put an intro in this one, dude. <laughs> we'll just get right into it. So we got episode 63 here. Got Rob, met him through a, I think it's IO. Yeah, another uh at least Twitter minimum. But a lot of Twitter folks were having on, dude. Twitter I my life completely changed when I hopped on Twitter, dude. I always just Threw it off, threw it off, and then Elon bought it, and I'm like, all right, something's up with this. Something's up with this. So I got on, and everything. I met so many cool people. But how you doing today, man, Rob? How you doing? Doing well, boys. Happy Friday. I'm uh, pumped, yeah. pumped to be on here. Pumped to hang out with you guys. Pleasure meeting you earlier before uh, before we started recording. You guys seem like some, some cool dudes. And, uh, you know, that that's the beauty of Twitter. Uh, I always had it. I had it probably Twitter when it first came out in – I graduated high school in 2012, about to be 30. Uh, a lot of loving baby face, baby. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I got it like, and I, I remember I thought I was so creative. I made my name like, my last name is uh, Orazetti. I made like R Tweet Zetti. Like, I had that tweet in there. Like, it, tweeting was like a big thing. So it's probably 2010. I mean, I mean, if you can find my old Twitter, uh, <laughs> see ya. Probably um, don't find yeah. that in the back of math class, craving top. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, I had it obviously for like personal use and stuff like that. And then as soon as like started maturing a bit, I, uh, you know, Twitter did die down for a little bit. And uh, when COVID happened in like 2020, that's when I found, you know, essentially that the side of you know twitter where you've kind of found me from trevor like but like i was like a lurker i just like lurked mm -hmm. i was like these guys are pretty cool have some good points some incredible threads some stuff that you, you never see in a classroom i was like super interested and then that's when i decided to make my account like wall street yoga i wanted to like have a like a niche kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for like target audience yeah target audience I wanted like, someone yeah, to talk to and it is because like, i'm in finance and i love yoga i love wellness man like i think it's so important you know focusing on your mental i mean you're you're in your body you know 24 7 you know, all every day of the year like in your mind like you got to take care of that and, and, and especially in this fast pace you know modern world we're living in and you lose track of that i lost track of that and um but i started that account to uh to to cater to people you know with who can who i could help because you know me throwing out there is kind of like personal journal it helps me helps other people it's a win-win for everyone so i hopped on twitter i loved it i actually uh, i took a little digital detox like three months ago or like four months i took like a four-month detox just because i had nothing to do with like the other people and you know i try not to do comparison because i do strongly believe that's like a, you know the thief of joy that they always say it's cliche but uh, i just took it off because like i my algorithm was kind of catering towards like, like geopolitics and stuff like that. And I that's an L right there, bro. I, it was a huge L. I, I stopped being like the irrational optimist that I am. And I was just like, I was becoming so pessimist, man. Like I was just thinking the worst. And it, all I had to do was just shut off the internet and go touch grass. And, you know, everything, everything in my head, I mean, like everything in moderation, right? It doesn't matter what you do. So it's just like, it, it, it's a great tool. It's a great great platform um when you when used correctly and you know i i struggle with moderation sometimes with certain things so <laughs> uh -huh. back and happy so thank you boys 
Yeah, yeah, no, thanks, Kev. How we doing, man? I'm phenomenal, man. I'm excited to have someone as famous as Morgan Wallen on the show. Wow. <laughs> That's a joke. You look like Morgan Wallen, bro. If y'all can't see, you look you, you, like want to, you want me to speak like him? <laughs> yeah. Can you? Like no. Well, no. Only I, if I was... you shave off the sides was... right now. On, Give us an impression, live. though, real quick, bro. Let me hear this. <laughs> His infamous impression? I'm all ears. No, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Or is that no, something no. bad? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that's, why, that's why he started doing songs with Lil Durk is why. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> he's part of 4L now. Don't do that got, he, he He's got the chain and everything, dude. Uh, Good for him. Good for him. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, never yeah. mind, dude. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I'm great, though. I'm great, though. Anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Morgan Wallen, bro. Oh man, I totally He's forgot crushing. that that all happened, bro. Yeah, it got the sweats on the radar. It was like it was around the same time as like uh like the wide receiver Cooper uh, Cooper Riley uh got in trouble for something similar like that. It wasn't wasn't a good uh, moment in time. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah no, and that's that's why uh, I'm I'm a Chicago man, so I'm I'm a fan of Lil Durk. But Lil Durk brought him back a lot how, just because how, he how did his couple songs. I'm 25. Okay, so you caught the end of the Chief Keef wave, or no, yeah. dude? Chief Keef, dude. I I used to have a guy that was like almost borderline Tourette's in social social studies class in eighth eighth grade, seventh grade, and he would just fucking like tweak out and say O block, like he'd be in the O block, like oh, I'm not block. fucking kidding. <laughs> like he'd be in the, he'd be in the back. We had this old ass dude. Dude was fuck. I, he turned sixty nine. The teacher, he was just, nice. he was so old. It was almost like he was fucking 80 years old. <laughs> this old white dude just doing his job, teaching social studies. And this, this, I think the guy actually ended up going to jail for aggra uh, aggravated assault or some armed robbery. But he would be in the back of the class at like 9 a.m. fucking <laughs> O-Block. Bang, bang. Me and a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Same energy. Yeah, so I, I caught the I caught the chief Keith the chief Keith wave. I'm glad I did. Dude, he was so young when he did all that too. Like he's crazy. Dude, he's he's not I, old at all. He was like one of the first people. Oh, this is gonna be controversial as shit. Uh -oh. He is one uh, of the first off, people bro. to uh to bring autism to to light. People were like, this dude's fucking autistic and he's doing it. I heard that shit all the time. Now it's a money Twitter thing. Everybody just says we're all autistic. Chief Keefe was one of the first people where people were like, look at this guy. He's autistic. He could do it. Or people would shit on him for a little bit. But I'm telling you, dude, people don't yeah, sleep yeah. on Chief Keefe autism. He's, he's still like sometimes like I'll be like going through some albums like featured by Chief Keefe. Like Lil, uh, Lil Uzi's like uh, not like the internal take two had like a feature with him. Like he, he gets put on some like decent projects sometimes and like. You know, I, uh, he was, I remember everyone, I was probably, you were in middle school. I was probably, you know, I was in high school. I just remember like, I, I tried to dress like him. I tried to dress like him. Like, it, it was, yeah, like I, I, I remember like he loved, loved Gucci. Like I remember he loved his Gucci belts and I, I, what do you think I did? I got a Gucci belt. Like <laughs> he has the power of an influence though. Seriously. Then I'm your white, black Chinese. Like I see a Gucci belt on the guy who I like like why well, like chief keith but i think he's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna do it <laughs> dude that's how i started my shoe shopping it would be like i'd go like i'd be watching i love music videos so i'll be watching a music video of whoever and it was uh kodak black versatile three 
great okay. song. If, great you know, song. It's like a, it's an eight minute fucking song, but I saw the shoes I was wearing while watching it. And I'm like, all right, dude, I need more fucking shoes. This is awesome. <laughs> like, that's just the power of an influencer. I, I love shoes too. So. Dude, I um, I uh, I don't know if you know though. You were just down in uh, where in Florida were you? Tampa? Where you live in Tampa, right? I yeah, I live in Tampa. I was out in the uh, what is it? it's like Ocala area near dude, so, Orlando, uh, I guess. I uh, I got into like the big. I got into the uh jacksonville rap scene and i started uh they're called like the demons of duval like are you familiar with like fulio at all fulio yeah dude fulio. fulio's with uh that's he's he's on uh pushaisty squad yeah he's he yeah. runs around with all he's 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 uh <laughs> he's not uh he's not for the faint <laughs> of heart but uh you would never guess <laughs> you look at me like this kid listening to fulio in his ears but um no <laughs> he was wearing this like valentino like uh sweatsuit it was like white with uh the rainbow um the valentino print like i got it and i wore it to, like montauk like for a summer <laughs> like the whitest place <laughs> you could do i thought i was the man <laughs> i'll have to show you a picture after I'm looking at that yeah. Thanos glove behind you. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a guy that would listen to a guy called Fulio. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a jack. I'm a jack of all trades, man. Like I, uh, like same with like music. Like I, my personality. Like, I'm not caged to one thing. Like I've always, I've always been that way. Like, like I have, like I said, like the whole Wall Street yoga thing. Like finance, like work job, and then like I love meditation. I love yoga. I love wellness. Like I, you have to find a. I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in balance and like. I, you know like it's it's easy to lose the balance especially when you know you know i was, I was gonna come clean i was i would like i lost on my balance like i in like the summer you know i had a i've always you know partied and drank and stuff like that and i would always balance it off like the next day i'd pop up run a 5k right or like there'd be times like i would take a pill i'd, I'd go for a run like it was I could do both. That was not a healthy balance, but I thought I could balance it. And I got to the point in my life where like, I couldn't balance my uh, like party style and like my actual day-to-day -day life and it's coming completely unmanageable. And like, I had to get help, man. Like I, I've tried going sober. Uh, shit. I probably started drinking. I was a late bloomer. Like I started really drinking when I was in, I had a couple here and there in high school, but like I really prioritized like my athletics and stuff like that. And when I was in college, you know, playing a sport, you know, you drink here and there, but picked up around the call at college. And like I had a solid like 10, 12 year run with it. And then it caught up to me. Like I always had a little bit of an issue with like my moderation and being able to control it. And then, you know, I, I moved, I moved uh, cities, you know, I left New York City and I, I, my, all my friends are there, my whole social circles there, like every girl I've ever been with is in the city, like all the girls in my age, <laughs> all, all, all my friends, like, I, dude, I'm down in this town, I know no one, and like, we're, we're creatures of, you know, we're, we're not meant to be zoo animals, like we're humans, like it's all about social interaction, like what we're doing now, like I, I lost that aspect, and I would just try to escape with, uh, and like numb everything I was feeling with, with drinking, and uh it caught up to me and I, I just, I surrendered because my life was coming unmanageable. And I, uh, I hopped into, uh, I hopped into a month away. I went away for a little bit and it was on my own. I didn't hit like a super rock bottom. I didn't have a DUI. I didn't get arrested. It was just like, I, I, my life was falling apart. I was severely depressed. Like I thought I was, I thought that stuff would make me feel better. It does for a little bit. And then like, just, that's uh, how it gets you. You feel great for about four it, hours. It, 
they tricked you, man. And like, and then I, I got help and it was, uh, you know, it's the best thing I've done for me. Everyone is on their own path. Right. But for me, I needed that. Like, you know, I, I'm, and I'm open about it, man. Like I, I'm, I've always been open because I lied a lot, man. I had, I held a lot of stuff. <laughs> I held a lot of stuff. Like I lied yeah. myself, like, and it eats at you, man. So like, you know, like balance, like I, I try to find it, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but, uh, working on it, progress, is not perfection, but, um, yeah, good we're, we're good. We're good here today. We're good here. Yeah. Today. Hey. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, thanks for letting me vent a little bit. I, I still get emotional. It's like still tough, tough, tough to talk about, man. Cause like, you know the struggle with like men mental health is like it it's a sign of like weakness right like it's the stigma behind it you know you hear it all the time and uh you know i was i was fucking my ego man my ego's crazy like i was like if i if i you know if i check myself away like i can't do it by myself i knew i couldn't do it by myself i tried i kept trying i was procrastinating like i looked at my 20 i looked at my 23 uh new year's resolution uh new year's resolutions like it came up on my uh, an old journal and I was laughing, man, because they lasted. They lasted maybe a week. It was like, you know, no more hard <laughs> alcohol, like drinking in moderation. Don't put this in my body. <laughs> like, and you know, like I, I, I've tried making those rules myself. I, I just, I had to, I had to like surrender to it. I was like, oh shit, like I have a problem. <laughs> and you yeah. know, like no, it's, it's, it's like, tough, it dude. Sucks, but it, it's. Yeah. Like, it, it sucked for the first like three days. I was like, I people are gonna think I'm a loser, like whatever. But like in the end, like it's my life. Like if I feel better, like I'm gonna be a better friend. Like yeah. I can show this podcast better. I can have a better conversation with you guys. Like it's, I can be a better son, a better father, like a better partner to whatever. Like just a better person. Everything is better. And that's yeah, no, yeah. I've it seems like the recent theme in my life has been balance. I've been trying to find balance for like a a week. That seems like the area that my brain has been exercising the most and it's um it's tough when you have to finally just say look i can't do this look I'll, I'll come out right now weed i'm struggling with weed quite a bit right now i just i'm in a little limbo stage i'm planning to do copywriting a little more i'm gonna get into that until i'm in school next year um but that little balance it's hard to finally just say look did i can't if I try and try. Like you said, I try by myself. I'm alone. I'm trying. I could do this. I think I could do this. I can't do it by myself. And finally, after however many times I've tried to do it by myself, I have to say it beats me every time I have to quit. Like I have to stop doing this. Yeah, it's so I shitty because like you don't tell your friends because you're worried they're going to judge you. But like then you also need your friends to get through all need this. Them. I agree. <laughs> you, you, need, you need a good support system. And like I have that and like, you know, like with um yeah man like like i said like if it for me i start cutting people off i was like and i well I, yeah and that's the other thing no one no one's gonna save you i was just watching this too no one has a success story where they're like this one guy saved my life and just gave me money and now i'm a millionaire no their their success story is how they dug deeper into themselves. It's always I did this, I did this, I did this. It's never someone come save you because no one's going to. So when you're yeah. about to text that friend, and I'm like, oh, I can't go out because I can't go drinking again with them. Like I just can't can't do that again for the fourth weekend in a row. They're not coming to save you anyways, dude. They're going drinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah like with saying like, no, saying no is a superpower. It's fucking hard, but it's a superpower. <laughs> it's hard as shit. It's yeah, so with hard. drugs especially, bro, like everything is so fake, bro. Like 
I don't want to say all drugs, but definitely past weed. Once you get into like coke and everything past there, everything is so fake. Like the conversations are fake. The people are fake. They're only hitting you up when they need you. You're only, and you're also only hitting people up when they, when you need them. And it's just like everything we, we put up with it because it, it feels good in the moment, but we know it's all just nonsense. And then we get to a point where we're like, we just cannot do it anymore. Yeah. You have to yeah. hit that point. It's it's surprising it didn't take like uh anything incredibly bad for you. Cause like for me, I was alcoholic for a bit after getting divorced and moving out of the army. And my my bottom, I had a gun in my hands to my head, and I was like, Okay, all right, I like this is the bottom. I need to change. You didn't have anything, you just saw a trend going downwards. It was, was it just- uh it was like I was just showing I missed work a couple times. Like I got uh-oh, to the point where I but like it was, it was affecting like my life. Like I was I was cold, I was irrational. Like I don't I'm not uh, I'm a very happy kid. Like naturally I'm a very smiley kid. I talk a lot, like I'm just like I laugh a lot, like but I was just showing up always like super heavy and like I was pissed off at everyone and I was always like wondering like, you know, when can I just get to get get by myself and get as fucked up as I can. And that's terrible. But like my rock bottom was like, you know, people I was losing relationships, like people that I love, like my parents are really worried about me. And like, I didn't care. Like when I was when you're in the thick of things for me, like I didn't care who I hurt. I didn't care. I, I was never consciously suicidal. And the, but the scary part is I was at the point where like when I'm in the thick of things and after the you know, I got three drinks in me and I go do X and then I do X to go to bed. Like I, when I'm mixing all of these things, I don't care if I don't wake up in the morning. I would like to, but I'm not thinking about that. And I never once, it's so selfish, man. I was doing some self inventory about it. Like it hurts, but like I never once thought about like what it would mean for like my parents having to bury their son. Right. That day, I never thought of that. And that's selfish behavior. Like, and that's, I, I was lucky enough to, you know, and I made promise. Like I, I, there are amount of times that they, 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 you know, they, they, there's one time I wasn't waking up. Like I wasn't, I didn't OD or anything like that, but like, I, I never, I didn't charge my, I, I'm a, I have a bad habit of like setting an alarm and then just like throwing my phone and like continuing what I'm doing. And then like, I won't wake up because like, I'll just be like, I'll just, I'll pass out at like, I, I was, I was, wouldn't wake up. So like, I'm not answering. They have no idea where I am. And that happened a bunch of times, like sleepless nights for my parents. Um, and just, you know, I just, just kind of felt like a piece of shit, honestly. Cause like, that's not, you know, I'm on this earth one time. That's not really what I'm meant to get to. Like drinking's fun. If you could do it, I, I couldn't do it. Like I, I got to a point where like I, I, I genuinely like I had I had no offer. If I had if I, I put it to me like I don't know which way I'm gonna go. Like I've had certain yep. nights where I could have a six pack of beer, I could have two or three, maybe even all six. Go to bed. There's other ones where after that third beer, and this is the messed up part because like I'm synthetically synthetically I was chasing like a high because I drank when I had bad days, I drank when I had good days, and some of the weirdest most fucked up nights that I've had were nights that I had great day at work. I come home, I rip a 5k run or I have a sick, like sauna session or like I'm feeling good. And that ultimately like wears down and I want to, or like it stays there and I want to keep it. How do I keep it? Drugs and alcohol. 
I'm not able to sit with myself. I wasn't happy with myself. I, I say it's like it's hard to believe because I'm just so goddamn handsome. I'm kidding. Like I, I, <laughs> I hate, I hated looking at mirrors. I, I didn't look at mirrors for three years of my life. I was wow. Dating, I was dating this girl uh, when we were living in New York City, and her, um, she was living in like a, a nice apartment in Chelsea, and she there was um, a doorman building. And there was always like a mirror by the elevators. I, ne I, I never looked by it. And I was going to see my girlfriend, who I love. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do good stuff. I, I couldn't, you know, people love, I, I, I people, I was, I'm well-liked. I'm still well-liked. People like me. Yeah. I, I hate myself, right? And that's, and I, and I sat with that for a while. And that was hard. And like, I, I would put on like a, a facade for people that I, that I was okay. Right, because I wanted to uh -oh. see more. There you go. There you go. And that's where it gets sticky, right? So it's. Uh, yeah, I did the dude, same did... thing, dude. Dang, it's tough, man. I did the same exact yeah. thing, and it was uh, when I finally took the facade off. They were like, "What's wrong with him?" Well, what's wrong with me is I realized I'm not that guy anymore, and I've been faking it the whole time. <laughs> it's like hard for it's them weird, to comprehend too. How obvious it seems, and like when you look back at it, like. Mine was cough syrup, like DXM, not like lean, but triple C's, right? Like when I was in Afghanistan, when COVID happened, I was pounding 16 pills every single day, bro. And I go to the chow hall to wash my hands. I look in the mirror and I look like a freaking crackhead, bro. Like my eyes are all bloodshot and they, my pupils are the size of Canada. And like, I'm all skinny because I'm not eating, bro. I look, I look fucking a mess, but I just put this face on like, yo, no, I'm good. Like this is no problem. But then, like, it's kind of weird to think about now is how did no one else realize, like, I was actually not good. And it was just a bunch of horseshit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is I made a video a long time ago, months ago on TikTok, um, saying that the the suicidal behavior of just not caring, like, that, the idea of suicide is pe the people think is someone's got a gun to their head or they've attempted it or something like that. But. It's much more than that. I could go and drink and just drive for 10 hours. That's suicidal. Like you're, you are committing suicidal acts. It's, the shit you're doing is careless. And it's, you, I'm surprised you didn't have anybody. And I, I had a couple people, but it's like, dude, why don't you care? And it was like, that's, that's the type of shit that woke me up. They'd be like, why don't you care? And I would have to finally answer that question to somebody else who cares about me. It's like, well, I don't care because, I mean, this happened, this happened, this happened. They're like, yeah, dude, but I mean, you're not the first person to do it. There's a million, billion yeah, people no. in this world. You're not the first person to go through this shit. Dude, when I was cracked out on cough syrup, I'm like, I could hit a fucking drive in our little John Deere tractor thing. Like I could hit a ditch and die. Like I just did not give a shit. Like there was times where I had an infection in my sinus system. Like, bro, this could go into my brain and fucking kill me right now. And I just didn't give a shit. I'm like this. If this kills me, it kills me. So be it. It's like now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I was unconsciously suicidal in a way. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's kind of what. It, yeah, it's kind of the same thing that I had. It's it's uh, sad, man. It's powerful, but it's it's sad. It's uh, and it all starts up here. Okay? It's, it's really what it is. It's like it doesn't matter like what it may be. Like I always say, like you know the you know the past is regret, fear of the future is anxiety. It's just like you know people have trauma, and you have to deal with it, and like there's ways to deal with it. It doesn't like 
I'm, I'm again not perfect at all. I'm starting to realize that you know, drugs and alcohol isn't the best way to to do that. I, I have to do the work. I have to go down. Where am I feeling these things? Why do I feel a certain way? You know, like uh, everyone, like I, I'm very skittish. I've always been skittish if like someone comes up behind me and like they don't mean Hate like. It. They're not trying to be like, like, uh, like scare me or anything like that, but like, I'm not very skittish. Like, um, and you know, wh- where does that come from? I'm not saying that that's, that's going to make me stay up till seven in the morning. Cause I'm skittish, but like, there's like little things that like, you have to like, you have to dig deep and it sucks. You'd be like, all right, where does this come from? You know, like, why do I, you know, why do I cheat? Right. Why do I cheat mm-hmm. on a girl? Like, why, why do I, you know, why am I so hard on myself? Right. Was it because my upbringing? Cause because my my father was you know, lived vicariously through me, and he always had these expectations. You know why? You know, and and a lot of it is like you come down to it, and it's, it's you you can change it, right? Like it's it takes time, but your habits can can be changed. And you know the thing is, like I I thought it, I thought a lot of the things I was doing was working, right? Like I didn't lose my job. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's so um, dangerous. I'm sorry, that's the most dangerous, dangerous thing, like, bro. When you like, think you're good, I'm, like, I'm doing good, man. I'm rolling, oh, into man. The, I'm rolling into the office. It's like seven at six thirty a.m. I haven't slept. My pupils are out to here. My jaw is <laughs> locking up. I'm like, I'm sweating I'm up on, a storm. Good to go. I'm on, I'm on enough amphetamines to kill a horse, and I'm just like, I'm doing great. I'm here. I'm <laughs> here, guys. Like, made it to like, work. I'm oh. here, Mike. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, like I was laughing uh, the other day, but it's what, uh, it's January 19th, yeah, January 19th, dude, my fucking Chris, I got my Christmas tree down this year. I made an emphasis I like January 4th, dude, like right all right away. My Christmas tree last year was up until like mid April, bro. Like, I, like <laughs> but I'm doing good, man. Like, that's what it is. Like it's, you, you like play tricks on yourself yeah try these compromises and just like lie again that's why are you lying to yourself it's tough it's hard being a good liar too no oh, yeah but like i was the best, I was the best. No, yeah like deep yeah, down yeah. you know though like deep yeah. down when you lie to yourself that's why you avoid the mirror because i yeah i'll lie to myself <laughs> and i'm like dude i know i'm fucking lying well who am i yeah. kidding dude? stop stop smoking tomorrow i'm not fucking yeah <laughs> come on well, i'm taking it it's weird too like the stigma behind drugs like those are only vices but i can think of a few other vices that no one shakes a stick at like for us the vice was drugs bro let me get high and get fucked up and then i'm on about my way right for other people it's food for other people like bro i used to be real into marathon running right so many people run marathons just it in the same way we use drugs, it's just a vice just to escape your own head for a little bit. But it's like there's no stigma. Like no one's looking at a guy who runs marathons like, well, that guy has a problem. You know, it's it's uh, the same thing. But the way we think for you. Yes, because yeah. well, because it's good for you, you know, but like you're not looking at a fat person and thinking like, I mean, we might. But the average person is not thinking that someone that's a little fat and thinking like, oh, you know, they're going to they're probably they're, suicidal. They're, they're killing themselves. They just don't care at all. But but tell a guy that you were ripping lines before this and it's like, oh, that is the end of the world. God forbid. It's huh. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying, Chad? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I never thought about there's, that. There's, dude, there's no fat on that take, man. Like you're absolutely right, and like I'll tie it back to what, how we started the conversation. It's, it's it's balance, it's moderation, right? Like it's you can definitely run and work out, but if you keep overdoing it, you're gonna shred up your knees. You know, you might lose out on your social life. That's all you focus on. You're not going out at night because like you have to train, and you get super psychotic in like the way you eat, and you don't want to. You you start like microanalyzing all your calories, and like it gets like a little weird. Like you still have to live life. Like life mm-hmm. is fun. Like life, life is a good time when like like it, it gets it, when you get out of the rut. Like it's it, there's not like people do people like there are people are in like some really horrible situations. But like for me, when I was like saying like oh like do I fucking sucks and stuff like that, I didn't have I never zoomed out. Like I never like I would always say I'm grateful for so many things, but like I. Never, I just threw that word around, dude. I threw that word around, and I, 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 I get embarrassed by that, man. Because like, when my head hit the pillow, like, I, luckily, unfortunately, I'm not in debt. I got a roof over my head. I got a beautiful apartment, nice car, good job, man. Like, you know, I had a lot of great traits about myself. I didn't, I didn't, I thought I was a piece of shit, and I thought I had nothing. Yeah. I have a lot. I have a ton, <laughs> like, but I thought, like, I was like, oh, like the world's out to get me. Like, I have such bad luck. It's like all the issues that were in my life and like what I was so upset about, like, you know, like someone I heard, or this isn't going that way. Why did this happen to me? Like, oh man, like I slipped and it was just bad luck. Like all of it's my, like I did all of it. And that's kind of like, that's like the beautiful part about it is like when I fix myself and I do self inventory, those like, look, every day is not going to be rainbows, but more often than not, they're going to be great days because like, the things that I was doing, I was doing it myself, you know, getting caught in a lie. And now I'm like anxious about it. Like, oh, why did I say that? Like, I forgot the details to it. I, I'm, I'm putting, Yo. Excess, I'm putting excess stress on my body. Like, why do I need that? And then like, you're constantly thinking about that, right? You're constantly thinking about that lie. It starts eating at you. It starts eating at your soul. You know, you can't, it's hard to live like a meaningful life when you're, you're, you're stuck in that cloud of anxiety, that constant state of fear. And, and for me personally speaking, that's why it's all those things I did, right? I look at it, yeah. I did it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it, it, it gives me a sense of like hope, right? Because like, I know if like I could fix some things and like be a better person and show up differently, like those unnecessary stressors that I had in my life will, will hopefully go away. Yeah, see, I got that sense of hope. And then I got beat back down because I, I started doing everything right. I'm like, okay, so like you said, take inventory. This is the shit that I'm doing to myself. And I fixed that. And then bad shit would still happen to me. And that's when I finally realized, okay, this isn't like my this isn't my fault. There's some things that I can't control where it's gonna suck and I have to learn to live with that. So just anybody listening, you might run into that little problem where you're like, all right. No, I can fix everything. I can fix it. And then when it's not all fixed, when, when you fix yourself and you get a problem, you're like, what the hell? I thought I could fix it. You get upset because you think, again, I'm still a piece of shit because this still happened to me. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a weird balancing act. It's yeah. like we hear all the time as men, especially on Twitter, like we got to take responsibility for everything. If anything happens, it's on us. But then like how do you balance that when something just genuinely is not your fault? Like with your yeah. situation, Trev, how do you, how do you like deal with that? No, well, thinking that's just all yeah, your sorry. fault. No, go ahead. That's, that's the thing you hit the nail on the head. It's like, it's, it's, 
it's human nature. I think I can speak for you guys. It's like you want to. Mm, you, you we stress too much about the things that we can't control right that's a hard thing to do like if someone acts towards you a certain way or says something that's completely out of your control or something happens that you physically don't have control over like me personally being like i stress and i beat would beat myself up over that like why isn't that person doing that or like why aren't they saying that and you know i'm starting to use the analogy of a daily life of like focusing on like my cleaning my side of the street like that'll come Right. Like, and I'll just like, let it fall into place. But like, if I'm like, if I'm doing things that are in my control, hopefully it'll line up. It doesn't always happen. But if I, if I just like keep just beating myself up and getting like resentments and piss off towards, you know, the things that are just completely out of my control, I can't say or do anything to change those actions that are happening. Like I, I'm just, I mean, you'll drive yourself crazy. Dude, yeah. you are, when I when I tell this to people who aren't veterans, bro, they look at me like I'm crazy. But there was one time in the army where Trevor wore these wore these boots to promotion ceremony. <laughs> right? It's so it's funny because this story comes out so many times because it's so funny. Like it's, nobody it's understands it. Yeah. It's sad that it's so applicable. But he wore these boots that were too dirty to a promotion ceremony where we're supposed to look great as if we're not working. You know, we're soldiers. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. But he wore these boots and the platoon sergeant like yelled at me how I like could possibly let this happen. And like, that's, those are his boots, bro. What are you talking to me about? They, like, they weren't even that horrible, if I remember correctly. But it's <laughs> they like, were pretty that's, bad, dude. they were pretty fucking bad. But like, yeah, <laughs> they, were, eh, they, were, they might not have been the best, but he was in the well, back. Like, how, was, how are you going to get mad at me? These boots are dirty because I'm doing what you told me to do. Like you're upset. <laughs> Let you not be working. Let the boots yeah. be clean, bro. Then yeah, there's a problem. Those boots are clean. Yeah, I have a problem anyways. Either way, I got a fucking problem. No, I was just but editing I, that video. Yeah, it's not like, your fault, like, Kevin. It's not your fault. His dude, boots but, are dirty. but I was driving man. home. He's in my 99 grown ass man. Bro, in my 99 camera, I'm thinking, how the fuck did I let that happen, dude? How, how could I be so <laughs> fucking Big ignorant brother, to let that Big shit happen? Brother. <laughs> no literally i was like bro how the fuck did i let trev do that how the hell did this guy get his cash app hacked trying to buy some bad stuff uh, how did i let all this happen but like it was all shit that like i really couldn't control but i would just fucking pound myself bro dude mine it's was just... the same shit with uh my my ex-wife cheating on me she cheated on me and my i tell this to a lot of people because they think it's a crazy thought the first thought that popped in my head was, how did I fuck this up? <laughs> like, what the fuck did I do? They're yeah, like, dude, you, you didn't do anything. Yeah. You're in Iraq. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but I fucked something up somewhere. What the fuck did I do wrong? It took me a long, long ass time to realize that it, it it's yeah, not and just then, my and then like that, you know, that's a, I'm sorry that it happened to you. That's terrible. But, you know, you start as a man or even if it happened and it was the roles reverse, a woman whatever it may be if you're in that position where you're overseas and that is out of your control like you're not physically there you know again i don't know the context of it but that's you can't do anything about it like but then you oh. start in your head you're like should i have gone away should i have left her right like should i have, should I have even done this should i be yeah. here should i not have enlisted like all that shit starts running in your head and you can beat yourself up and you can be like, am I, 
Am I even doing the right thing? Did I, if I never listed, like, would I have a great thing going on right now? Would I have a wife? Would I have a kid? Like, it's just, you, you know, your mind's the greatest storyteller. Yeah. You just start going in a, a rabbit hole of what you could have done differently. When yeah, and then it's like, what, what could I do now? Of your control. And it's a yeah. very hard thing to grasp because I'm a control freak in some aspects. And like, I, I tend to be a perfectionist sometimes. And, you know, I want to be able to play this role of a director where I control my life. And that's just realistically will never ever happen i've learned to accept that you know the army's bad when i'm blaming myself because his wife cheated on him like that's literally what i thought bro like i'm supposed to be responsible for this dude's welfare and he's like in this shit ass spot like what did i do wrong it's it's so funny now yeah it is neither of our faults it's funny now, but it's just like that's such a shitty tendency. Like I think the the whole like accept responsibility for your life and most things in it. Like I think that's generally like a net positive. That's a good thing. It's just finding out what's n- like when you have a situation where it isn't actually in your control. Yeah. That is so hard to reconcile. I think. It's a, yeah, it's a, dude. Like you're saying, I was going through my head overseas. I'm like, all right, what could I do? And I call a couple of people. I call my mom. I'm like, mom, what what should I be doing right now? Like, if I'm going if I'm going to go through a divorce, what should I be doing? She's like, change your change your direct deposit, change your bank, change everything. I went to go do all those things on the list, and I couldn't because I was in Iraq. And then I finally realized I'm like, oh fuck, dude, like none. I got no control on it none of this anything she could go take my whole bank account right now if she wanted to anything could happen she could fucking light the, the house on fire anything could happen nothing i can't i can do nothing now <laughs> so. and that's a hard that's a hard place to be in man it's like it's like you're in like a mental prison you can't do much it's not and you have to like let go of it you're like all right yeah, yeah. i hope it falls into place i hope she doesn't burn the house down I hope she doesn't bang my brother or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, dude, anything. Oh, no, the, the dude that was with me over, like, we were roommates together. He was friends with the guy. And I, dude, I turned around furious. This was the nicest. The dude, even after all this, the dude saved me from, like, getting way too addicted to sleeping pills. But I turned to him. I'm like, he wouldn't do this, right? He's like, no, I know. I know, Kevin. He, he wouldn't do this. I'm like, don't fucking lie to me, dude. Like. And this is the nicest dude in our whole unit, dude. Yeah. Mulberry, Kev. Like, oh, really it was nice, him? The, yeah, it was oh, the nicest fucking God. dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you better not be fucking lying to me. Like, it, you would know. Is he fucking... And this poor guy, I, everybody... I want. I just wanted someone to give me an answer. And this poor guy got caught in the crossfire. The, our so shops in our hangar were about 60 feet away. So we were interacting regularly with each other. Like... I don't even know what to fucking say about him, bro. Yeah, no, hey, but Fuck back to man. what you said. You said a little bit ago, life is fun. And someone just texted me this past week. Shout out if you're watching, you know who you are. Asking like, hey, I, I figured you're the guy to ask. I'm in like a little rut. Just kind of feel like weird, blech. And my response was, dude, just throw a wrench in whatever routine you got. Go do something. Make life interesting. <laughs> Life is fun. There's so many things you could do, especially now in our time. You could do anything. Go down the street. You'll find something. 
but throw a wrench in your plans to where you can make life exciting again. Because once it gets exciting again, your mind gets taken off all the boring shit that you think you should be thinking about. Yeah, it's hard without drugs, though, bro. It's just, it's a bit, I'm a drug guy. Like, uh, <laughs> how do you, Co I'm going to Costa Rica next week, dude. I never, I, I told myself I want to go to Costa Rica like 10 years ago. It's been on my quote list. I never took action. I was like, yeah, I don't want to take off work. I don't really know. One of my buddies, like from high school, he's been living out there since 2019. I said, fuck it, dude. Like, I'm going to take some time off of work. I'm going to go to Costa Rica. This is like the first, like, quote vacation i'm going where it's like not a you know a, a guy's trip or we were like i'm not talking about like a retreat or anything like that i'm talking about like a guy's trip or it's just one yeah go. and um <laughs> or like or like a vacation with a girl or something like that like dude, i'm not doing any of that shit dude i'm like doing this to like tap into myself and like go explore go do shit i'm like zip lying the canopies like i'm gonna go that's another fucking that. that's another vice is the uh is the girls how do you feel just just tackling this yourself uh dude i think it's a lot better dude i've been going back and forth it feels so much better without a girl to just it gives you less distraction it gives you less distraction because like you know it doesn't matter who the girl is you you're gonna have to make sacrifices you don't want to go out that night you had a long week of work her girlfriend's in town she wants to show you off and take you out to this one place you don't want to go Throw it. You know what's gonna happen if you say no to it, right? So it's like you, <laughs> you don't. I said saying no is a superpower, but like if you're not with a girl, like you don't have to have that thing. But like if you say no, that happens. If you say yes, you're fucking miserable, and then like you're hungover, <laughs> you don't want to be there. It's a waste of time. Like there's always things, and like probably you'll say something wrong too because you're not gonna every right time, that. baby. Every yeah, time. This so it's like, you're gonna, notorious you're gonna fuck, for doing. This you're shit. gonna fuck up. Any guys see Game of Thrones? <laughs> Yes, dude. Yes. You know, who's the was it Ramsey? Who was the kid? The the fucking villain. He like sent one of the Starks out and across the battlefield and fucking picked them all. Dude, I just died. I just watched that episode last night. Dude, that's Whoa. so weird. You know yes. what I'm talking about? No, I haven't Where seen Game just, of Thrones. Yes, it's uh, it's Ramsey. Ramsey. It's the battle Battle of the Bastards. It's season six, like episode 16. nine or something. I literally I haven't seen any Game of Thrones in years. Went to my cousin's house yesterday because he moved out of his house. Followed him to my aunt's house, and they ended up watching that episode. And he, he's like, Let's let's play a game. Run to yeah. your brother. Go Don't stop running. Run. <laughs> but yeah, no, like so, sometimes that was, you know, that was you get put in a situation. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'll fuck you. But um no, it's oh, uh, no it's been it's been all right, man. Like it's uh, you know, you gotta again, like I some like I I think I have some codependency issues, especially when it comes to girls, and uh, you know that also stems from like the fact that like I don't like being alone much. Um, mm -hmm. but you know I'm kind of you know I'm working on you know being alone more and like keeping myself busy, and uh, you know I talked about like not having any friends when I first moved down to this town. It's not because I couldn't make them; it's because I didn't I didn't want them. I was like I already have like my friends; they're in New York and stuff like that. You know I visit my weekends stuff like that, and you know I just I cut myself off and I would just isolate down here. But um, you know I found friends down here. You know good group of guys, man, and like you know, I do shit, man. Like it's not you know I. It's not bad, but like you don't deal with the nags. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> you know, like it's just like 
you don't know, like you can and like look like that's yeah, i'm not saying like, i'll never not get married like i, I do want to get married and have kids but like right now in this transitional period of growth like it's you know i i do think it's important to put myself first i i think if i yeah i think it's it almost makes it impossible if you if i were to be you know fully committed where i wasn't putting myself first and you know you know let's say let's say like i said like it's like early early recovery sobriety for me so it's like you know I, i've been able to go out right i have been like i've been able to go to like my best friend's wedding i've been able to like do things you know i uh yeah yeah i still like dj here and there in like the city and stuff like that like i go out like i'm still able to like go out and like you know run around manhattan like soberly and like because i'm not just a high energetic person like i can like go out and, like listen to like cool music and go to clubs and like still talk to mm -hmm. girls dude like i can still do all that but like um you know let's just say like she wanted you to go to a wedding or something like that and like you felt uncomfortable like you say you were in a great state of mind that week or like you're having a bad time like and you had other commitments and priorities to make to better yourself and you said no to going to this social event that's a fight and like that's unnecessary drama for you because like that could take you off a path yeah like, we talked about focusing on like your side of the street right if you're cleaning your side of the street you have the other side of the street that you're codependent with that shit's all like messy like they're not fixed either and like you're not like it just, it won't it won't go it won't like it won't <laughs> no <laughs> no dude i got to that realization and I actually i asked my therapist the last time because i look dude i i don't know what's really going on but i almost feel bad that like let's say i i, I go out um with my cousin my brother we're out drinking whatever and then I just talk and hang out with these chicks. And then I leave. They get mad at me for just leaving. It's that bad of a culture. It's like, what's what's wrong with this guy? He doesn't want to, you know, take me home or nothing. It's like, no, I, I want to go home. Or I don't want to, I don't want to give up my soul for no reason. And I asked my therapist, and I'm like, is this a weird thing to be going through like i just it makes me feel weird to to finally say like i don't need a girl because you start at age fucking six in third grade thinking about sally in math class Her name finally it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 mine's gabby but anyways <laughs> besides gabby. the point <laughs> yeah shout out to gabby if she's watching this she knows who she shout is out to gabby <laughs> but now i come to my therapist i'm like look dude i'm not thinking about anyone when they come to me i push them away is this un is this an unhealthy thing and it's i and i thought it was what he said it's not it's not at all it's you're it's the jordan peterson thing you're a collection of yous and I'm just preparing my future self for the actual relationship I want. Because the future self, the the idea of what I have as a family and everything would not be achievable unless I took this time without a girl to figure it all out. You're, you'd be That's a better person. Crazy. And you'd be a better partner, too, to that person. Because mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not fixed. You, you, you've you committed yourself to a growth, right? And you don't want to stunt it because you don't want to stunt your future self. And, like, because it... Yeah, I mean, again, like you have to like learn to truly love yourself before you can love someone. Like, dude, I had yeah. that same, I had that same thing, man. Where like, I was always, um, I was always reluctant to let certain people too close to me, and when they did, I had a natural defense mechanism of uh, of pushing them away. And it's when I didn't like, when I knew I really cared and liked that person, but I would self sabotage. I would, I would, um. 
just try to blow it up because I didn't want them to hurt me before I could hurt them. And that's an ego thing. And that's something that, you know, that could have stemmed from, I don't, it's not a relationship with my mom, but it's somewhere, right? Like it's, you know, because or maybe I didn't feel I was good enough for it. I was, this is so funny. And I did not do this on purpose. Dude, I've been kind of rubbing this uh, rock right now that says like accept, right? Yeah. You have to be able to accept that people will love you. Like I had, I had a hard time with that, man. I really did. And you know, there's a lot of good in the world. I just like, I always like, especially, you know, during that dark period of time, like when people would love me, friends, girls, family, like I had a hard time accepting that because I didn't think I deserved it. Shit. Let me ask you this then. It's like when we were talking about taking inventory of all the shit you've done, right? There is a lot of stuff that is out of your control, right? But on the other hand, there is a lot of stuff that is also 100% your control and you messed it up. How do you not hate yourself for all that? Hate's a strong word in that regard, I think. Um, you could be disappointed. You could say you played your cards wrong. That's the wrong analogy for it. More so like you can, when you did consciously mess it up, you just have to, and I don't think it's a coping mechanism. It might sound like it. I don't think it is. Come to the realization that you could have a resentment towards yourself for it, but you have to understand that we're humans. We make mistakes. Okay. We talked about being perfectionist. We talked about, you know, trying to control everything and be perfect. It, humans make mistakes. If you consciously mess something up in like a sober state of mind and you're like, did this, or you acted out, or you pushed her away, God forbid, dude, I would never do this in my life. You hit her or something like that. Something that you did, right? And you're like, that's a little bit of extreme analogy, but it's, you have to ask for forgiveness with it because you're going to have resentment towards yourself, but you can't, you can be hard on yourself, but you have to have, find some way to like forgive yourself or else the next person that comes into your life, you might, you know, you could learn from it. You learn from the mistake, right? Don't do it again. Um, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one because I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something that that person's not going to like. It's um, asking yourself, I think, for forgiveness, making amends with them, and then just asking yourself for forgiveness, I think would be my best way to answer that. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is really tough. There's a lot of shit that I'm like, bro, I was such a piece of shit for doing that stuff. Well, give me like, an example, if you don't mind. I, che I cheated on my wife. Were you sober? Ish. I okay. was drinking a little bit. Yeah, well... If you're cheating, it's uh, I've cheated. I'm not say I was sober. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. If you were sober, I, and you if you were sober and you cheated, take all that out of the equation. It's you weren't mentally, spiritually there. Something was bothering you that made you go do that. Right? You didn't yeah. have the the strength. You didn't have the voice to tell to break up with them. Right. Or tell them this isn't for me. I'm having an interest somewhere else. Right. That's hard because you didn't want to maybe hurt them. And that's a good thing. That's you being empathetic and, you know, you don't want to hurt them. But. And that would be putting yourself first. Right. If you have another interest, you mm -hmm. and you want to go do it. You didn't put you didn't put yourself first. And that's what you did. You get my, my yeah. point is like it's 
something going on internally to make you do that, right? There's other ways to go about it. If you wanted to move on with that girl, you could have had the conversation, the really difficult conversation saying, hey, this isn't working for me. And then maybe going from there and saying, you know, why isn't this working together? Is the chemistry off? Did we lose a spark? You know, are you not doing X, Y, Z? You probably had resentments towards the person you cheated on, if I were to guess. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't like I woke up and thought to just do it one day. It was just like I felt like I... Yeah, like, oh, this would be a fun idea, right? It's, it, it was, was probably, I'm, I'm not a specialist by any means, or, and I do know what I'm talking about sometimes, but a lot of times, sometimes I don't, but I, I would say that you had built up resentment in yourself, or no, sorry, towards her to make you do that act. And yeah, that, that it was, was, that was never hashed, right? You never had it was, that It was like, whatever I was saying, like, whenever I'd bring anything up, it always seemed like it was my fault, right? Like I would bring up something that annoyed me and it was just like, I would think, how is this going to be my fault? Like I, I felt like I was going to get blamed for everything. And like it wasn't being listened to. Like, I just like, there was an emotional, like, like assurance, I guess. Like I did not feel validated in a way to use that word. I just did not feel like what I was feeling was, was the right thing. Like I just felt wrong about everything, you know? But then, like, we finally had that conversation. And, it, I mean, it was right here in this room, actually. I'll never forget. Bro. I was sore from crying for, like, three days. But after that, bro, I just – I felt so good. Like, I was so reassured. I just – I felt so optimistic. And I just – I never got the urge to do it again. It was just, like – it seems so obvious now. Like, I did it because there was something I wasn't getting at home, Right. But then at the end of the day, I still did it. So then it's like, well, you know, how do I, how do I accept that I'm not just some evil guy and that I was doing this because I was lacking something, you know? Mm -hmm. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, I don't know. The way I stop myself from thinking I'm evil is saying, is, is recognizing evil. So almost kind of like uh what rob's saying it's like the evil came through me in a different way so like for instance cheat on your wife you know that's wrong we all know that's wrong we all know we shouldn't do it it's i mean it's pretty well known don't cheat on your wife the now after the fact you've done it the feeling that you have because you did it that's something i try not to forget it's like this is what I did when I did this. This is it's just like the hangover. You wake up, you're like, yeah. fucking hungover. This is how it's, I feel. And then you squat. So he's saying, I I agree with him. You probably did that because you had built up resentment or for whatever happened. I would say that's you've, an accurate way to put that. Yeah. Now you you've learned through it all, anyways. So who knows? The way I think you learned by doing this. What I yeah, not the right thing to do. But it was a, a solution. You yeah. Saw, you solved all of the problems, not all of the problems, but the problems you were having, you've solved them. So, yeah, may have been an evil act, but the amount of good that came out of it, does it outweigh it? I don't know. That's, I mean, that's I would say it 100% outweighs it. Right. I would say for all the anguish that I caused my wife, the other way wasn't working. Like that's the right, first side. Right. <laughs> right. The yeah. other way would have just you could say you're I, evil for being the other way. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. the if if the other way had just been kept going, I wouldn't even be here right now. So it's like 
they're two sides of the same coin in the way. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm evil if I just put up with this shit and hash it out until I literally can't no more. and Or then I just do my own thing and then I'm still bad. I'm like the bad guy both ways, you know? But it's like, I was talking to another one of my friends who's also struggled with this problem. We have a phrase in the army, hunt the good stuff. It's like you want to hunt the the good like the, the good stuff that's rarely there as much as it needs to be, right? But I coined the phrase hunt the bad stuff because with shit, especially like cheating or drugs or some other degenerate behavior, we'll always get that urge. Like, I don't care who you are. You're always going to think, man, how good would it feel to cheat or rip a fat line? You know what I'm talking about, bro. Both y'all do. You always have the urge, right? But then I think, okay, what is the other side of this? Is like hunt the bad stuff is lying all the time to everyone that you care about. It's like looking your fucking someone that you love in the eye and lying to them. It's worrying if you're going to get the call, hey, I'm pregnant for a whole month. It's worrying about, oh, I got another STD or something, you know? It's like you always have to kind of keep in mind the bad side of your behaviors like that. You know, I think when like, you know, you talked about, can you learn from one of those things? It's like talking about being a better version of yourself later, uh, you know, after this mistake has happened and it's a terrible, and a terrible moment of time. And the thing about the moment of time is like, it will pass eventually, you know, on its own, like what, what it'll be a, whatever instance it is, it'll have its own period of time, whatever that may be, but it does pass. And then it, in the moment, you have a very difficult. They always think it's the end of the world, yeah. right? I, I remember yeah. something happened to me in college. I thought I called my mom crying. I was like, "Oh." Today's episode sponsored by Honor Guard Coffee. I know what you're thinking. Another coffee brand, and the answer is yes. However, this coffee brand is much better. This coffee brand was made to support veterans, with 25% of the proceeds going towards veterans. The mission of Honor Guard Coffee is simple. Pair each veteran with a service dog. On top of that, each blend is named after a service animal that actually served, including their perfect breakfast blend, Cairo, the Belgian Malinois there on the Bin Laden raid. Think of Black Rifle Coffee Company, but with more help towards veterans, a better taste, and dogs. We all love dogs, so we all love Honor Guard Coffee. Am I right? I'm just a regular coffee guy, typically drink that garbage you get from Walmart. And let me tell you, if you are that guy, try this and you will never want to go back to Walmart again. <laughs> Steven sent me a package. It was phenomenal. I had no idea coffee could taste this great. So the owner, Steven, was on our show, episode 57. If you want to take a look, link will be down below. He's an ex-Marine who struggled through his fair share of mental health and is simply looking to make a change. We're looking to make a similar change, stop veteran suicide, and we couldn't be more proud that our mission aligned so well with our first sponsor. So for that, thank you, Honor Guard Coffee. Thank you, Stephen. And if you are looking to purchase, first, thank you. And the description will include the link to buy. Now, back to the podcast. You have to bring the juice up. What was that? There we go. There we go. What's up, boys? We're back. Welcome back. All right. So what, me, 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 me. Was, so what I was you were saying crying. was, what I was saying was, got my girlfriend pregnant, accident, got my girlfriend pregnant accidentally, found out that I was cheating on her, 
that all came out in the moment. I'm like, this is the worst thing that's ever going to happen. I'm not seeing the future. It, it blows over. Um, awful moment in time, but it passed. And I think now when I, you know, I will learn from it. I try to learn. Am I perfect? No. Do I still have temptations? Sure. I'm a guy. I'm human. I mean, all guys are different sometimes if you're, I don't know. But for me, personally <laughs> speaking, dude, I still have periods, right? Like I always think the grass will be greener on the other side and it's not, but it's, um, I play the tapes. I like that expression a lot. You play the tapes. You, you run it back in your head how that felt in that moment of time. Do you want to go back to that? That was terrible. There's so many other ways that you could handle that. So that did never happen like a butterfly effect but you play the tapes like same thing with like all right for example like you, you don't want to go to this party right it's not going to be good for you it say it, you might have trouble saying no to it if you say yes maybe play the tapes i remember what that party was like like it was that's not a place where i, I don't want to be right now and like or like that go out with like those group of friends with like those girls or something like that. Like that wasn't good for me at this moment of time. But like playing the tapes and just reminding yourself like kind of what works and what doesn't. That's like my advice on like what I kind of use for myself. Um, as far as, you know, learning from like a really shitty situation. And cause, cause it has to be some sort of like growing experience for you because like, yeah, it has to be. If not, it's just, um, damn mess yeah you have to you know that's typically yeah that's what happens you have something bad happens and then finally you're like all right i need to start learning from what i do <laughs> i need to not do this again what did i do wrong how do you facilitate that with your friends then uh i'm not coming no yeah hey might... i'm not coming like how do you help your friends grow you know I have I have a really good support system where like right now in my point of my life, like if I tell my friends like, you know, this party's not for me tonight, um, you know, they'll understand. They're not gonna like not talk to me ever again. And actually though, like some people respect it. But um for the most part, dude, it's still fucking tough. And then my ego gets in the way. I'm like, oh dude, they hate me. You know, I suck. They all like I'm not cool anymore. But that's uh fucking love my friends dude so much, man. Um, but like that would be uh their own issue if they had a problem with me not coming to a party that's that's a problem if you're not gonna you're talk my to me, friend. if you're no. not talking to me if you're not gonna talk to me anymore because like i'm not staying until 7 a.m with you shipping business ideas to each other in a, in a shitty kitchen of the and we don't know the person who lives there is then all right we're out friends that's a you issue man like as like some some shit you just gotta like let go that doesn't serve you anymore man and like um and that's hard definitely is hard um but you know you have to put yourself first in the end like we talked about in the beginning like you know you're in this fucking body and mind all the time you have to it has to be you gotta, you gotta put it first man or else you're, you're gonna suffer in, in your own ways whether you know it or not let me then ask you this so like if i if you have a friend right that you know is just going through it but he doesn't tell you like he, you know, he's putting on that face. Everything's all good. You know, well, how do you approach that? You can take a minute to think, no, I know it's a hard no, ass question. Uh, I would see signs towards like, you know, isolation be one. Um, 
I don't know, dude. That conversation's hard. That conversation is hard. Like, I think right now I have one friend off the top of my head, like who I could actually reach out to in a serious manner and be like, dude, are you good? And the only aspect is like my ego getting away because like I'd be if he says, Hey, dude, I'm fucking fine. Like now, now that you cleaned up your act or trying to clean up your act, now you think everyone's not happy, right? And then like if he yeah. says, like, no, nah, I'm in a good fucking spot, I'm embarrassed, right? So it's that conversation could be hard to have, but you know, like like you guys know, man, like that conversation could save their life, dude. Because like yeah. man, like they could be like, dude, I'm not okay. I'm absolutely not okay. Thanks for reaching out to me. Like, you know, yeah. I tried tried seeing a therapist. She's not working. Like, I, I need you, man. This is what I'm going through. XYZ. Like, I'm not happy. Yeah, here. and I'll put it this way too. Is like, Kev, that time you came to my house and my gun was on my bed, and you were like, yo. Like, what is that? You know, all right. Yeah. My my first reaction was like, yo, who the fuck? Get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, I'm fine. But that naturally, like, so took, I'm naturally exactly. I naturally exactly it took me about 0.5 seconds to realize then it's like, oh no, this guy cares about me. And it's yeah. nice because those type of people, if they're if they're doing something, most of those people don't get somebody who asks them that. And that's why they're doing that. The people going out drinking every weekend are doing that because they don't have anybody to go talk to on that level. So the chances are in my opinion, the chances are higher that you are going to help them in a manner they need to be helped in rather than hurting them or hurting the relationship. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, you talked about, you know, sometimes like through, you know, substances and alcohol is like you have like these conversations that are quote meaningless. And, you know, there are some good conversations that you can have on them, but like, you're not all that present, man. You're not, your head's not there. And, uh, you know, I, yeah. I think, I think a lot of people could like benefit more and people have a hard time because people think say it's a gay shit. To be honest, like, if, like, if I ask you how you're feeling, you're like, I genuinely want to know how you're doing. Like people have a hard time, man to man, getting yourself to that, even if it's one of your boys. Like I, I think like having a conversation like this that we're having now, a beautiful conversation, dude. Well, all three of us are, once we hang up, we're all going to get something out of this. For anyone listening, they're going to get something out of it. Like, they're not like not asking like who won the game. It's just like you can have other conversations that aren't revolved around like some sort of like degenerate behavior. Dude, those are fun as fuck. You can still have those conversations whether you're involved in it or not. But like, like life has so much substance and layers. And like, if if you truly care about a person, like you ask the hard hitting questions. You might feel uncomfortable. They might feel uncomfortable. Once you have the conversation. I guarantee you after 10 minutes, once you get past that like weird, awkward phase, because it will be a little bit weird. It'll yeah, it will be weird. Like you guys like get way closer, get way closer to 30 minute, like actual deep conversation, hour conversation, rather than you know, fucking a 10-hour bender together, dude. This is how it's gonna be. I think, yeah, one thing that's so big too is is being someone that others are comfortable being vulnerable with. It's not, it's not easy to say, you know, I had a problem or here's how I lied to you, but that's impossible to say that to someone when you think that they're going to freak out. Right. Like we saw this in the army is I got called a soft NCO. It's, it's like a leader in the army, right? Soft. Cause I wasn't yelling at the guys all the time. But on the other hand, I knew that if one of them had a problem, they would come to me first. Like, if you're, 
Yeah, all day, right? Because you knew that I would handle it and I wouldn't just be some giant bullshit like I would understand. But it's like that I think is the biggest obstacle in other people telling their friends this stuff is like if I don't think that Trevor will accept me, there's no way I'm going to open up to him. Like we're just – I don't think we're we're as assuring as we need to be just as men. I that, think – yeah, yeah, Kev, I think that's a lot – Um. That's how I frame a lot of what I how I direct this question or like you what do I say to a friend in struggling? That's kind of what I start with is like, hey dude, when I went through this, this is what I did. So that like I'm coming to them vulnerable so that they don't have to make the first card. They don't have to play down the first vulnerability card. It's me coming say, hey dude. That's why I started the podcast, because that's what gets people talking. When someone hears like me say, hey, dude, I put a gun to my head and I'm still living. That's what yeah. gets you talking. So for for this guy, if I see someone drinking too much, text him, hey, dude, this is what caused me to drink. Like drinking so much caused me to put a gun to my head. I'm just making sure like, you know, that's the end goal. If you go down that rabbit hole or something like that, kind of. Yeah, put it to you like this. Would you ever tell Amundsen that you put a gun to your head? No. No. He was a boss that we had. He's probably the most toxic leader I ever knew in the Army. He would freak out. That's the guy who yelled at me for Trevor's boots being dirty. So that's what I'm saying is for people like that, you know, you cannot ex like expect people to open up to them because you know that they're going to freak out. I can think of like five people in the army just right now that I would never tell anything like this to because I knew that they would judge me. You use drugs. Why are you such a piece of shit? You cheat on your wife. Why are you such a shithead? Like there, there, there's no humanity. A speeding ticket. And all of a sudden I was the devil. Oh my fucking God. Devil himself walked back from that traffic stop. Brother, you should have uh, seen. We pulled up in Amundsen's office, and he's like asking Trevor, "You got a speeding ticket? Why? Like, bro, why does anyone get a speeding ticket? I was gonna ask him, why did you get a DUI? Like, <laughs> you, you know, like, oh, no one's opened up to me, or no one's opening up to me. Why is this when I just get livid at Trevor for getting a speeding ticket? We're going like 15 over, rolling like you were yeah. going 100 miles an hour. Bro. Probably man. made him. Probably made himself feel better doing that. That's oh, the yeah, sad dude. part. Yeah, once you realize yeah. what's going on and like why he's acting like this, it it's just no. so sad. When I figured out he had a DUI, nothing else mattered. I'm like, dude, you could fucking say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, dude, I I just know, like, I don't know what pedestal you're standing on, but that shit's broke, dude. <laughs> but the face the where he would put up is it was always credibility. He said credibility to me like once a day almost, bro. And it's just like, bro, why are you preaching credibility and the least credible person that I know in this hangar? <laughs> but then it's like, do I hate the guy for that? You know, like, how do you not build yeah. resentment to a guy like that? If, if you know someone's bullshitting you, how do you not resent them? Like, yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, in, what, one actually, ear out, yeah. Yeah, in one ear out the other and focus on your own shit. Yeah. I, 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 I'll like, give but, you a, what a position of power that he had over you guys. It's like, you have to deal with it. Right. So then like, you're kind of stuck in that position. Um, yeah. It's just like, you kind of gotta, you guys gotta zone it out. <laughs>
Yeah. No, it's Kevin, tough though when they're in your ear and they tell you how much of a piece of shit you are. You start actually being like, "Oh, oh fuck!" Not, dude, the same exact it's thing like, happened. It's, like co- it's like a coach yelling at you, man. Like there's certain coaches that um, you know, there's players' coaches and there's like then there's not players' coaches. Like some players, you know, any sport, football, soccer, whatever. Like there's some people that like do well when they're yelled at like their jobs might be on the line someone else on the bench ready to take their spot and there's other people that actually will perform better if they're like pampered to or prima donna's to and like you gotta find a balance for that like right like there's certain coaches that like think that the harder they are and you like the better you're gonna play but like dude like 90 percent of life is confidence man like if you keep knocking someone's confidence down it doesn't matter what you're doing you're asking a girl out you're trying to figure out what you want to eat for dinner um like you way you carry yourself like uh, at a grocery store man everything's confidence and like someone someone like higher up than you keeps knocking you down at like what you're doing for your job or your profession like that's gonna take a toll on you and you're gonna be, be in your head you know you're just you're not gonna you're not gonna have that anymore and like you have to like protect that dude you have to put those walls up and you gotta set boundaries you have to set boundaries the boundaries are so important i found out man like i i i let a lot of people get to me and uh boundaries are something that i'm definitely working on and uh you know protecting yourself and uh you know when you have like someone so toxic like you like you just said like that 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 can eat away at you and like make you make you feel like you're just not good enough right who's he to say but he's telling you because he's higher up than you yeah uh yeah no kev my uh my because i could relate that to being um being divorced and still asking her questions about the divorce so I already knew the truth of what what everything happened, dude. I knew everything. And I would ask her a question about it. And she would bullshit her way through the whole question. Ugh. And the way I would get through it is it was almost like a practice, like a simulated, simulated practice. It was like, all right, how do, how do I spot the bullshit? And I would almost like take mental notes in my head is like, okay, that's a key. Like right here, this is how I know someone's talking bullshit. This is how I, I would start Yo. analyzing how I knew someone would be bullshitting me because I knew, I knew there was hands down. I knew in my head for sure she's bullshitting. So it's like, all right, what does a bullshitter do? And that's what, that, like that's how I would, yeah, that's how I Dude, would. Dude, I, uh, I, 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 I dated. Uh, she's like a doctor now, man. She's like a. She's a. Oh damn! <laughs> of course. She's a, she's a. She's a. She's a therapist. Like she goes by like Doctor X Y Z. Not gonna. Not gonna put the name out there. And dude, like I dated her. I dated her for like five years, and like dude, like I would like blink twice. She's like you're lying, or like I was doing something with my hands, like you're lying, and you know, I was probably lying. But there were certain times where uh, I, I I genuinely was try- I genuinely was just trying to tell the truth, but I have so much ADD and like I like be blanking and or I don't know, dude. That's probably lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. Once once he left, because people are only in army positions for two years, right? So I knew that there was like a lot at the end of the tunnel. Once he left, dude, I had such like a good piece of shit meter. Like I could tell when you like. You were not a man of substance, you know? Like, if you're going to call me a turd for Trevor getting a fucking speeding ticket, you better be Mother Teresa, your damn self, bro. Like, I learned, too, that because I didn't know that he had a DUI up until, like, a few minutes before we were dealing with that, is I knew that people always got baggage. There's always something they're not telling you. 
Like, who is anyone in a position? Like, no one's in a position to call me, but to degrade me when I know that they got something to fucking. They got some skeletons in their closet too. So it's. I would say it was beneficial in that way. I mean, there'd be times where I was heading every day. I'd head to work thinking, what am I going to get blamed for today? Like I couldn't do anything right. But then after that, it was like, I was so calloused up that I could just like, I felt really capable. So I guess at the end of the day, man, like it was the net positive. Yeah. No, you learned the the Bible. The, he, he is, he that is without sin among you, oh, let him cast dude, the first stone. Especially and you know, then you realize that, the reverse. Because like the NCOs gossiped amongst each other. And I'd only been an NCO when Amundsen got there for like three months. No time at all. Like he didn't teach me anything. But then once once he left and I was a kind of a seniorish guy, I was starting to gossip. And that's when I figured out like, oh, this dude like is really controlling. He's a real narcissist. Like I you could tell by his eyes, right? But like, yeah. I really got some tea when he left. And then I'm thinking, bro, this dude is no one. Like, why did I let him get to me like this? Like, that was so foolish in the time. Like, it it taught me, no, no one's going to get to me calling me dumb shit, bro. Like, you, you got to wake up pretty early to try and pull <laughs> that off me now. No one's calling me stupid no more. No, bro. Well... Fuck them. Let me, uh, you cool if I ask the final question, Trev? Yeah, dude. Let's send it. What are we at? Let's 117? Yeah. Almost dinner time. Let me, uh, I got the final question. Okay. What are you afraid of right now, Rob? They're so afraid of taking risks. Risks that yeah. come from it. Yeah, I preach a lot, you know, the comfort zone is the growth graveyard and yeah, I get out of your comfort zone. And uh, there's some things that I, I'm, I'm dealing with, like career-wise, you know, where I feel really comfortable right now. But I think like in my soul, like in my intuition is telling me like, this is not, you know, it's not what I'm, I'm meant to do. And uh, that's, uh, you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side, but I think at this point in my life, you know, I don't, you know, I, I just, I know myself better than anyone. Right. So it's like I, I for five, last five years, dude, I've, I've been sitting in an office chair. I never got to work from home. I was always an essential worker. You know, I, I sit in a desk for 10 hours a day. It's just, I, I think I, I'm, I'm put on this earth for, for a much bigger purpose. You know, is it going to pay as well? Probably not. It won't is the payoff going to be better though in life yes i'm afraid though you right like i i like my apartment i like my car i like being able to go on like nice vacations you know i like i like to have that luxury and, and in a sense of like financial freedom in a sense but i also look at where it got me right <laughs> I, I went on a johnny manziel bender like, it's like it's uh it's um it's that that's that that uh, that eats at me a lot and you know, I'm not trying to make any drastic decisions. And, you know, this is something that I've been, uh, I've been thinking a lot about, but it's, it's, it's a risk scares me, you know, cause like, I, I know that, that this job will be back here if, if the other thing doesn't work out too, but it's, it's taking the jump and, and, and in le leaving something that I can be comfortable with, but I'm not happy with, right. It's really, like I, I can, I think there's, so I, I've always been genuinely 
materialistic in my lifestyle that I always wanted, you know, certain things in life. And, you know, this job I've been has kind of given me golden handcuffs and, and, and essentially a freedom to do those things. But if I'm not happy for 10 hours a day, I'm in the office, let's call it 6.30 to 5. And I go to bed at 10 o'clock. I only have five hours to myself. That's not a good way to live. And what, we'll keep looking forward to the weekend? You know what I mean? So it's, um, I feel like I have a lot to offer people. And I feel like it's really hard to do behind a desk chair, looking at three monitors. And um, I struggle with that. And it eats at me. And uh, that's something uh, I'm going to work on. Because I, I feel like I have a lot of, I feel like I have, um, I feel like I have a story to tell. And I feel like I, I could teach people some things. Um, and in doing so, I'll be helping myself doing it. And uh, I got some ideas. I always have some, like, stuff working up uh, in my head of, like, things I want to <laughs> do. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the risk of, of doing it, taking action on it. So, risk. Yeah, you're not alone. I'll tell you that, dude. I'm in the middle oh, of boy. dealing with that shit myself. It's um, it's different, dude. Not a lot more people take risk now than ever before. I want to say, I think there's there's a lot more people, a lot more people willing to put their life and paycheck on the line to succeed and and get the American dream. Um, the risk, the risk for me, yeah, the risk for me is also pretty damn scary because my my risk is kind of different actually because I have a plan and I know if I just stick to the plan, I'll be fine. I could do it. My plan is doctorate in psychology. I could take that to the moon. And now it's deviating from that plan is is the risk. So for me, it's like, and I'm, I'm in limbo right now for about six months because I'm not in school. The risks is doing something else and veering off that path too much to me. That's like, I don't want to do that, but at the, I'm also at the point where I want to and almost have to. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's a different risk that I'm used to taking. Cause it's, it's like uh, risking what, what I say to myself almost like I, I'm telling myself, I will succeed in this, in this realm. And then I'll come back and I will get my doctorate still, but it's all up in the air and it's, I know risk is a interesting thing. You don't want to leave your comfortable zone. It's yeah. scary. Like I'm out like an hour outside of Nashville, Tennessee, right? And I'm moving back to Colorado in April. Nice. And like it's it's so scary to me. Like I've made a move to get out here, but then like it's it's scary moving your wife and dogs and all this shit, like selling the house across country. But it's like, okay, I'll look at the alternative. Like, bro, I'm not happy here in Tennessee. Like I've been here for since 2015 that's almost 10 years like yeah. i'm just i'm not happy here but i'm so freaking scared to do all this shit to get out there but the only thing i could think of is just like well okay what is the alternative i just stay here forever and just hate it like for as scary as moving out your entire family is it's nothing compared to staying here waking up when i'm 50 years old thinking what, what would have happened and that's how I regret. And, that, and that's the thing, man. Like, it's you have the luxury and you're young enough, and you know, you everything falls into place, and you can get yourself to take the risk. I, I think it's uh, I think you just gotta get yourself to do it. It's, yeah, so somebody on uh, on, on Twitter, Mason Lloyd, shout out to him. Maybe I'll throw his shit in the bio, but he uh, he just posted about a chick he was talking about. 
It's like I, I he makes internet money. He's sales, and he went somewhere vacation, met a girl, and he was just asking on Twitter, like, is he acting up too much about this? Like, is the girl mean too much to him already? Too quick? And I was like, dude, you're young. I mean, if you've been in a relationship before, you know what to look out for. If you can manage it, go for it. Like it's it's just another risk. If you if you know what to look for, you know where you're at right now. You know where you could go without her. That's the thing. You know where you could go without her. You know where you could go with her. You have plans for both. Which one's better for you right now? It's it's like, I mean, Kevin, the way you put it, it's really so simple. Do you want to do this forever? No. Then you have to do something else, dude. You have no option. You oh, have to do something else. Okay. So and I'm not is thinking it, about is it even that risky? Because the risk, it's a hundred percent not right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not <laughs> your risk. It, it's a hundred percent not this. So it almost it seems risky. It seems inevitable now because I'm only yeah. looking at the risk. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, I'm gonna be homeless and fucking midway from Colorado. Like, I'm not looking at the the upside is. I'm out there in Colorado with my family having kids, making money, and I'm happy. Like, yeah, that's what we're not realizing is, Rob, you get to say you're 40 and you have a phenomenal family. You're making a lot of money and you're comfortable and you're happy because you took that risk. It's like we see these risks only when we, we only see the downsides of them. And we don't see that, one, we're going to be way happier if they succeed, and two, there really is no other option if we don't take these risks because I'm not going to be here and be miserable for my entire ass life. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just not. <laughs> someone, uh, someone, I'll just use like Mason's example. I, I, I've seen Mason's word. I actually do. He's a great follow on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. you know, a girl, right. I've gotten like the dating scene has been like an almost, it's called like a, an asymmetrical bet. Right. So let's say he, uh, takes this girl on a date, really likes her, puts all this like money, effort into it, right? The downside is he lost time, money, energy, right? And time is the most valuable foreign currency, so that sucks. The other side of that bet, man, is like, he's the happiest guy ever and they get married and like, she's actually a good person for him and they make each other happy. And like, that's, there's, the only thing that you're losing is just a little bit of money and some time and energy, but like you get something from it. I don't think it's like the worst risk that you could take. I mean, like, again, he's young enough that you, I, I, you take that risk. Like you just, you do it. Like it's life's too short to have certain regrets, especially something like that. So that's, that's why I would weigh him. Yeah. And there's a lot of bets that I've made, especially on sports where I have no control of the outcome. But I've been like, oh, bro, this is a phenomenal bet. Bro. I'm about to make some money. But then <laughs> yeah. here I am on the one bet that I can make where it's 100% on me. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm scared. Like, it makes you don't want to bet on yourself, dude. There's no one better to bet on. Yup. 100% return on investment, baby. <laughs> yeah. ROI makes roof. It's so logical. But then, like, we're so scared. And I think, I think that's okay. I think it's okay to be scared of shit like this. But there is no other option i'm not going to be here being depressed neither are you right. rob neither about you trevor like you got to do it but we have I like to it. go yeah I like it. all right well thanks for tuning in everybody uh shoot me in the dms on twitter to set something up if you want to if not you go through our website you're at the bottom here we got new merch all that fun stuff like comment and subscribe and we will catch y'all on the next one we will definitely have to get you back rob this was good. I would be honored. That was a lot of yeah. fun. Thanks. Thank you for yeah. being so open with us, bro. I know it's not an easy thing to do. You guys are very welcome. You guys are awesome. All right, thanks. Bro. But, all right, y'all. We'll catch you on the next one.